0: Welcome to CVACO, The Road to Avatar. My name is Sean Alexander, and I will be your guide to the world of Pandora and beyond. And today, I have a very special guest with me, and we're going to be talking about a very special topic. Uh,
1: special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello! Thank you for having me, Sean. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm Alex. Um, I am a podcaster and... I don't know how much I could say that I'm a writer. I write things here and there, uh, but I host a couple of podcasts, including Jumpcast for Jump Cut Online, and also uh, the Annapurnaverse as well.
0: All incredible podcasts, I must add. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, we are going to talk about a very fun topic today, which is, well, the reason this whole podcast got started, which is that <laughs> the Way of Water trailer has been released. Yeah! Applause! Cheering! The crowd has gone wild. And, well, actually, the crowds did go wild, which is quite fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But before that, I'm going to ask you a couple just loose avatar questions.
1: So, the first of which
0: is when did you first see the film?
1: Right, okay. So, I remember back in, it, it came out in like 2009, right? Correct which I would have been 12. And I remember not knowing that it even existed, but my dad obviously had prior knowledge of James Cameron and knew what kind of a filmmaker he was, and he was like, Alex, we need to go and watch this film made by James Cameron. And I was like, cool blue people? Aliens? Like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Um... And I remember going because there's where I live. There at that time, there was two two big cinemas. And I remember going to the cinema that we, me and my dad, would usually go to. And it was sold out. Now, just for a bit of context, I work at that cinema now, and it never sells out, even the big film. <laughs> 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 so that was like a pretty big deal so we had to go to the other cinema and I remember we um, we weren't originally going to watch it in 3D but the only showing that was on at the, the other cinema was a 3D showing and it was so busy we had to sit like two rows from the front so we were like looking up the entire time but I remember just being like absolutely mesmerised by all of it I'm not going to lie, 12-year-old me didn't really understand the deeper meanings and themes of the film. <laughs> but it was just a visual treat that I feel like any 12-year-old would be would be happy to just take in.
0: It is like a perfect movie for a 12-year-old in terms of, here's just war machines, you know, there's mech suits, there are blue people, there are creatures, people flying on, like, dragon-looking things. <laughs> It's just like the perfect recipe for it all.
1: Exactly,
0: yeah. So, um, I just want to uh, check as well. Have you got favourite moments from the film?
1: Um. Yeah, I think I do, actually. I need to just clarify um, one thing, though, because I, I always forget. I must say, I haven't actually seen... I think I've seen it maybe one time since it came out, like, as a rewatch and i'm specifically saving myself until closer to december to watch it again so that um so that it'll be like a nice uh kind of um flow through uh, experience wow okay that that's my fault i i typed i googled avatar dragons and uh, the the Avatar: the Last Airbender TV show came up. That's my own fault, isn't it? That that
0: happens a lot. I honestly, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. That uh, is... they're
1: called um, is it Ikram? Yes, yes. yes or banshees. So it, oh banshees, yeah. So it's that moment, that moment where Jake first um, or he has to try and prove he has to gain the trust back, doesn't he? Because he's revealed that he was a spy for the the military, um. And he, to, to try and gain the trust of the Na'vi back, he he, he connects with the the Ikran and, and flies it for the first time around the, the floating islands. I just absolutely love that moment. I feel like there's only one other moment that I can think of in a in a different film that really evokes that same feeling, and that's probably when um, Hiccup rides Toothless for the first time in How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs>
0: Yeah I think I think there's a lot of similarities in between those two actually in a way in terms yeah. of like that connection <laughs> yeah Hello, this is Sean from the future. Uh, Just to let you know, at the beginning of this episode, I had been using my wrong microphone. I've been using the laptop's internal one. So uh, that's why the sound was a little bit different. We're going to take a quick break and then suddenly it'll be back to normal. So enjoy Okay, and for one final question, Alex, I wanted to ask you, uh, what's your excitement level for Way of Water?
1: Well, I won't lie. It was more or less non-existent. Because I was in that mind frame of, I think, quite a few people. Of of the kind of, oh, it's been 12 years. Who really cares anymore? Um, And then... What we're going to be talking about today happened, and um, (laughs) let's just say, I cannot wait. (laughs) I cannot wait at all. Well,
0: I feel like that's the perfect time just to start, you know, let's dive into it, yeah? Exactly. So literally dive into it. Dive into it, because, um, well, as the title says, The Way of Water, this is a very heavily water-based trailer. Yeah. I will drop a quick stat for you, which is uh you know, been reported by a lot of people, which is that in the first twenty four hours the film got hundred and forty-eight point six million views. Holy cow. Yeah. Like I I'm you know, I, I don't I haven't compared it to the likes of, you know, Avengers and Star Wars, but 148 is not That's uh,
1: that's pretty not... hefty that, yeah.
0: And for something that's obviously had you know, a long wait to it. You know, 13 years is a long distance between... Exactly, yeah. You know, we're we're in legacy sequel territory now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's very true, yeah.
0: And um, I also want to point out that it actually started off playing exclusively in cinemas first, which I haven't seen done in so long.
1: Yeah, well, that is so interesting, isn't it? Well, because it obviously played before Doc Strange, right? The, the Disney Monopoly um, in play there. Uh, and I I watched Doctor Strange at a staff showing and I was like, oh, God damn, we're not going to be able to watch the Avatar trailer. we're going to have to come and watch Doctor Strange again to be able to watch it. But then my manager had scheduled to play the trailer before the film started. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was a very exciting moment. Um, and yeah, just I think to be able to see it on the big screen for the first time, um, properly at least, uh, was was really, really quite something. And I think it really exemplifies what James Cameron wants this to be, which is like a, a big event. Definitely. Like event cinema.
0: Yeah, I feel like he is like the master of it in a way. He knows what audiences are looking for when they're going to the cinema. He doesn't disappoint in that sense.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: and I feel like a lot of people are now suddenly back on the sort of like, oh, you should never bet against Cameron because people were saying, you know, this how how's this gonna make n- as much, and it probably won't make as much as the first Avatar. You know that that is a lightning in a bottle moment. Uh, I mean, uh, he
1: might, I, <laughs> he might. I, look, I, I'm not gonna. Oh yeah, do I think Avatar: The Way of the Water is gonna get up there into the top ten? Of all time? Yeah I do Because I I feel
0: like I feel like it's definitely going to make a billion Like that's guaranteed
1: That's what James Cameron does though isn't it Like he just You know comes around Every ten years Just drops a banger and then It makes billions of dollars And then he just goes away for a bit And then comes back again and I feel like This is going to be exactly the same I know that a lot of people like, like, Like even you said like that is a it, it feels like it's a once in a lifetime thing. But if anybody could do it, it's James Cameron, realistically. Definitely. He he's definitely the the
0: the guy to, you know, make make that difference. And I think I think it's really interesting as well. Um I've spoken about this with another guest before. Um the fact that the trailer was in front of Doctor Strange. And it feels like it's two different entire Versions of blockbuster cinema mm. And I don't know if you felt that as well
1: Yeah Well it, the other thing is Is that when you've seen what you see in that trailer And then you watch Doctor Strange In comparison You you just kind of come out of Doctor Strange Going right okay is it Avatar time yet <laughs>
0: Yeah I, <laughs> I, It really felt like that And You know I, I, I'm not going to bad mouth Doctor Strange I, I enjoyed moments of it There were yeah. definitely things I enjoyed about it But to me, there's something about that Avatar trailer which hit something like deep inside me, which was just like, oh, it it knew what I wanted
1: and I saw it and I'm hooked already immediately. It's just like, it's so insane, really. I mean, it says a lot that the original Avatar, which again, like, like we said, is 12 years old now or 13 years old or whatever. And that doesn't really look that dated. In you know when you think of other films that came out in two thousand and nine, and you'd probably go back and watch them and be and the CGI is just absolutely terrible. Um, you know, in comparison, Avatar is still kind of it still looks fairly brilliant, but then looking at this now, it's like on a just a whole other level, which, again, a thing that people. Well, like, there's no way this is possible. But then again, to come back to it, it's James Cameron, and with any, with James Cameron, anything is possible. Clearly, yeah. And
0: I think the the main thing that jumped out to me in terms of visuals is just the water effects. There's something. There's a there's a moment where I think it's uh, Jake Sully, so Sam Wilkinson, is like on the back of his underwater beast, and he's like tying up a strap or something like that, and the water is just running over his hands and i'm looking at it i'm like there is no way how how is that just not a real thing because it looks so effective and everything about it like the lighting the way the water moves the the texture on the skin on the strap everything it just looks incredible and
1: i haven't seen that level of detail ever in any other movie it is I mean, I feel like this is the main draw from the trailer, isn't it? The Like you said, the water effects. It's just to, to see that even when you're watching it like on your phone screen, if that's where you watch the trailer, just watching it there, it's like completely mind-blowing. But again, watching it on the big screen and seeing those effects on the big screen was just something, something completely else. Yeah, definitely. But I think when you've had films in the past, like... Aquaman. <clears throat> um where the water effects are so numbingly bad, you kind of get to that point where you're like, well, there's no way that this is just not this is just gonna be a thing that is not gonna work. And if films utilize, you know, underwater scenes in any kind of way, we're just gonna have to put up with it looking bad. That's just how it's gonna have to be. That's the status quo. And again, James Cameron comes through and goes, What's the status quo? I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> and that just completely changes the game on how it can look, and like you said, the lighting and just how smooth it looks i it, it it is like we are literally just looking at something underwater, yeah,
0: and I feel like as well, um there's something about the music to me that really sort of. Uh, connected, and, it, and the music actually starts a little bit just before the the visual moments. And I, I, I don't know about you, but as soon as I heard it, I sort of was taken back to being in the cinema the first time seeing Avatar and being like, oh, or oh, this is something, this is something different, and I like it.
1: Yeah, um, that was probably what drew me into this more than anything is is the music. Um, I always remember that being one of the best things about the original film. And how kind of all-encompassing and ethereal it feels, and kind of otherworldly as well. Which you know, that's that's what it should, that's how it should feel. Um, and because uh, James Horner composed the score for the original Avatar, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Um, but obviously, unfortunately, he he died in two thousand and fifteen, I think. Um. um We'd have to check. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it was around then. Because I, I was, I was actually looking. Because I did want to mention this. I was looking at who had composed the score. Um, and it's Simon Franklin, who I believe worked on the original, but um, alongside James Horner. Um, but it's just brilliant, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Really, is it just captures the um the moods.
0: Of it so well and because this trailer really isn't a you know full-on action here's every, here's the whole story beats it's a like mood piece of a trailer
1: completely yeah it that and that's that's the best thing i i mean i know that the way that trailers go is that we'll probably get an official trailer where we'll see some story beats and and stuff like that um which is fine but i'd honestly be happy to not see another trailer
0: yeah you know what i think everyone would agree with that i i I think anyone who's seen that trailer it would more than happily be like i am ready to go in knowing nothing more than what i've seen already
1: like that that is it for me i'm 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 happy absolutely
0: uh was there any like moments from the trailer that got you intrigued like curious like oh what's, what's this gonna be about
1: well i I feel like they didn't really show much of like the human side of things, but I was very intrigued to see what what is going to happen on that side of things.
0: Yeah, definitely,
1: and I feel
0: like there's like a little bit of that because we see, you know, there's, it appears they're still, you know, the people from Earth are still coming over, and there's like a whole sort of garrison or something like that, and they also seem to be having like Avatar soldiers. So there's that. That yeah. seems to be like an element which they didn't really explore too much in the first one. You know, Jake Sully was kind of the first Jarhead who uh, was m- g- given an Avatar body. So yeah. I'm curious if that's definitely something they're going to maybe explore a bit more into that. And that kind of works in terms of James Cameron and his sequels. He loves to just take you know a similar idea to the first and mm. ramping it up. And how do you ramp up Avatar? You you give him a fret which is more Avatars.
1: Yeah, completely.
0: And we also get uh, quite a few looks at um, one human, well, child. I say child; is, he's like teenager, um, which I think is like an adopted son for Jake and Teary. And that's uh, Jack Champion played. But um, sorry, no, Jack Champion is the actor. Yes, he's playing the <laughs> character called Spider. And I'm so intrigued with how he's going to be yeah. a part of the
1: story. I never really noticed that. I didn't. Well, I I kind of. Yeah, that is so interesting, actually. Wow. So
0: to me, it's sort of, you get this almost like Tarzan-esque sort of element to it then, you know, Kid in the Jungle, a bit of Jungle Book as well. So yeah, Kid in the Jungle, he's been adopted, he's been looked after, and he's quite primal in a way. You know, there's a shot of him, he's got a bow and arrow, he's like, basically like screaming at, well, we don't see what he's screaming at, but it's sort of cut against those Avatar soldiers. So it makes you sort of think, you know, he's how has he got here? What's his, what's the situation that led to him being in this in
1: this uh, family? Yeah, very much so, and it'll be interesting to explore the di- like the dynamic of that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, James Cameron loves uh, <laughs> allegories; he loves uh, ways of throwing in some uh, you know underlying messages and things yeah. like that. So maybe there's something in there for or to do a spider and I'm, I'm i'm super curious to see how he kind of integrates that into it
1: i yeah i actually think that that that's something i'm most intrigued about now but yeah that's so cool i like when i'm like hyping you up even more like uh, i'm ready for like when when
0: we get to december you're just screaming about it <laughs> yeah i'm just like
1: avatar Yeah,
0: <laughs> that'd be great i listen to all your podcasts and all of them just uh, you scream Avatar. <laughs> What's your favourite Christmas film? Oh, it's Avatar, The Way of Water. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm pretty sure it's my favourite Christmas film. <laughs> and um, you know, there's there's no there's barely any dialogue in this trailer. There is basically one line and, and that's just a bit at the end, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it and it's Jake saying, This family is our fortress. And I think that is going to be such an interesting aspect because obviously he started off the first film. He is the outsider and he's had to integrate himself into this. And now he is, it's his family and he is trying to protect it. And I'm really, really like excited to see how that is shown and explored.
1: Well, I think like the underlying point of Avatar really is, is family and togetherness. And um, to see that explored, you know, more will, will, will be very interesting.
0: Yeah and I think it's it's not just about like you know it's not always about bloodline family it is about it you know um found family and yeah uh, finding yeah. finding that connection through nature through yeah love of people or the world and the planet and wanting to protect it and I'm sure that's going to be a
1: big thing because James Cameron loves protecting the planet and I, do is, right i've heard i know we're going to talk about this a little bit more later but is Vin, is Vin Diesel meant Diesel be in these films? Oh no, you've spoilt it. Oh, oh no. Have I spoiled it? Oh no, my gosh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Because
0: um I was actually gonna move a little bit on to uh the information about sort of new cast members. And I okay. think let's start yeah. with him, Vin Diesel. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the the funny thing is we you know, we were talking about family and I was wondering how much of an influence Vin Diesel has had on on that. Maybe. Um, you know, Vin go... Diesel's
0: just rocked up to set and he's only saying the words family? Familiar. It's all about
1: family, James. <laughs>
0: and James Cameron took that really to heart. <laughs> um, right now, we actually don't know what Vin Diesel's role in this film is. We oh, haven't well, got yeah, any information I was on it.
1: looking at his IMDb and he's not officially credited. You know,
0: I, I'm really excited. I'm kind of curious to see where they fit him into it. I wonder if it's whether it'll be like, You know, I feel like it'd be too obvious for him to be like an another like army guy, jarhead sort of thing. You know, he fits the sort of like look of it. So I kind of hope that he's maybe like another like um, clan that lives on Pandora or something like that. Maybe you know, obviously we've got people who are more based around the water. There's people that are based around the sky and things like that. So maybe it's something like we're not getting told the full information on him yet because it's maybe something that's going to be a bit more prominent in the sequels, like, further down the line.
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, It would be interesting, though, if he was just playing Dominic Toretto.
0: Oh, imagine the shock on everyone. Okay,
1: this is never going to happen, but the shock... (laughs) The the, post-credit of Avatar 2! (laughs) (laughs) This is how I see it. The post-credits of Avatar Way of the Water is um, the camera goes into a lab, and there is... Uh, like a cryo chamber, and the cryo chamber opens, and the and the only thing you see is the cross necklace. Oh,
0: beautiful. Oh my word! The As the a, fans would go James wild. James Cameron,
1: call me up. Sign this him is up. How you get billion dollar movies?
0: That's not a billion. That's a trillion. <laughs> <laughs> You're crossing over the biggest movie of all time at one point with one of the biggest franchises of all time currently and you uh you're printing money
1: exactly i mean you
0: print money quick enough
1: <laughs> it is that that sounds like the best idea no but i am i'm really intrigued to see what what he, he is actually going to be doing like you said i think it would be pr- pretty obvious for him to be a soldier or like a, a bad kind of a bad guy maybe so and you know what i
0: just realized as well because obviously like he works with Michelle Rodriguez on all the Fast and Furious films, and she was in the
1: first one. Of so, course, yes. So that's where that's happened, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Michelle. Cameron's
0: a really big Fast and Furious fan.
1: Maybe. Yeah.
0: So we have, I've got three other names down for the new cast, which I think are quite interesting inclusions. Um, yes. I don't know if you've looked about who else has joined the cast for the new one.
1: I had just had a look, yeah, about ah. uh, 10 minutes before we started recording. So,
0: so I'm going to start with Kate Winslet, which I think is very exciting.
1: uh, Yeah, I I was actually more shocked, out of all of the new names that I saw, I was shocked at Kate Winslet, and again, would be very, very intrigued to see what kind of character she plays. Well, we we got a little bit
0: more information on her, and I think okay. we've actually see her in the trailer. Supposedly, oh, well, okay. this is this is speculation. I don't know right. if it's one hundred percent confirmed. I'm not going to, you know, I don't know any f- more information than anyone else. Mm. Um, but there is an avatar who is pregnant in the trailer, and uh-huh. the speculation is is that that's her character, that's her role. Oh. Um, and there's also some great information, which is Kate Winslet learned to, <laughs> learned to hold her breath for seven minutes, which beats Tom Cruise by a solid two minutes, I think, from his Mission Impossible movie.
1: Oh my uh, god! Tom Cruise, step up. Di- Wait, does that beat Daniel Radcliffe from Goblet of Fire, though?
0: Ooh. How long th- I- you know what? I'd have to check that one. I actually don't remember how long he held his breath for in on that one. I'm going to check Ooh. now. Yeah, have a look. I'm really curious now. Maybe, Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm taking the, the mick out of Tom Cruise and he actually held his breath for like a half an hour.
1: I just remember in like the documentary thing of like how long he had to actually But then Daniel Radcliffe's a wizard, that doesn't count, right? True, yeah. I mean he had <laughs> he had Gillyweed to help him. Cheating. Not the sign. Okay. I can't find it. Uh, we'll just right. assume that he held his water for he held his breath for quite a while. Yeah, we'll we'll say he held his breath for um, two days. Exactly. So Kate Winslet, step up.
0: Tom Cruise, also step up.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, wait. it doesn't say specifically. It says that he apparently logged 41 hours and 38 minutes underwater during the course of filming those scenes. I mean,
0: that's quite impressive. Um, I
1: assume that Avatar The Way of Water probably beats that time for oh, underwater scenes.
0: I, I bet, because the only photos I've ever seen behind the scenes is everyone is under the water. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not even convinced <laughs> that there's actually anything shot on land right now. <laughs> I might have even shot the land shots on, under the water just in case.
1: <laughs> just Chase Cameron was like, "So we're gonna shoot these underwater, just in case I want it to be underwater."
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just gonna flood the entire planet. You don't know.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: outside of Kate Winslet and Vin Diesel, we do have someone who has had a very exciting year so far, Michelle Yao. Yep, and that is super exciting to me.
1: That um, is incredibly exciting. I just
0: for anyone who has seen it. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. She is incredible in. I'm guessing you've seen it.
1: Oh, yes. She is phenomenal. Uh, that,
0: that's easily my film of the year right now. And uh, she's got a good chance of being in the top two films. I, of the I year, was then. just
1: thinking, imagine come the end of the year and your top two films have Michelle Yeoh in it. I mean, she... she
0: deserves it, honestly. Yeah,
1: she does. She's impeccable. And I love her. And... I feel like she absolutely deserves this.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And she... I'm I'm so glad to see she's getting like just these roles, which often, you know, this is she's playing a doctor in this one. Um, yeah. But this is a role, you know, the likes of, well, obviously in the first one, Sigourney Weaver got to that sort of role. Yeah. And it's good to see that Michelle's getting that, them sort of roles now and and getting that work consistently. I'm I'm so pleased because I love her as an actress
1: she she is just perfect and i'm sure she is going to be absolutely brilliant in this
0: and for the last one i'm gonna bring up is a uh, bit bit of a like light, more light-hearted one which is jermaine clements uh playing a doctor in this one he's playing a marine biologist
1: i believe and i adore jermaine clement he's also great he's also got some um some experience being in water based films. Mm,
0: he was in Moana. Yeah, he exactly. Was, uh, Tamatoa. Tamatoa.
1: Yeah, absolutely adore shiny, underrated song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think he he's he's already had some prior training to 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 get himself ready for this role.
0: I, I feel like I missed the behind the scenes of Moana. Did they film that all underwater too? <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, like, if he's, you know, he might only be in this film for, like, five, ten minutes. He might just be playing a little supporting role, gets a few good laughs.
1: If that's the case,
0: I'm more than happy.
1: I mean, yeah, exactly. Any Jermaine Clement in anything is, you know, it's enough.
0: I feel like it's been, like, the last five years he's just randomly been popping up in movies. And you would be like, oh, there he is. Good. I like it. Yeah, Exactly. Best part of this movie (laughs) Um, We do have some returners Obviously the the likes of uh, Sam Webbington And Zoe Yes, But we do have some surprise returners Which are Sigourney Weaver and Stephen Lang And those two are very interesting Because spoilers for the first Avatar I don't know why you listen to Avatar the podcast If If uh, you haven't seen seen Avatar um, They're both dead So what's going on there? Do you want to have a
1: little speculation? A little... um, Well, first of all, this is 2154, right? Well, actually, 2164, because this is set 10 years after the first Avatar.
0: Long long 10 years.
1: Yeah. So I feel like they probably have the technology to... um, bring people back to life. But also, flashbacks are, I think. Flashbacks Ooh. exist.
0: True, true.
1: Archive footage. Oh, I'm like, I'm,
0: yeah, I could see a bit of that. I could definitely see uh, some of Grace Sigourney Weaver showing up in like a little video, maybe. Yep, for sure.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I, d- I don't think they'll, they'll be very big roles, for sure, but... It will definitely be interesting to see them again. Now, there is
0: a small speculation.
1: Now, okay. it's
0: very loose. I tell you that now. I don't know if this is anything. I'm not going to say I know anything. But at the, be- at the end of Avatar, Grace, Sigourney Weaver's character, um, dies. And she's taken up to AOA But it doesn't work. She doesn't get to go into her Avatar body. Yep and a speculation that perhaps there's a bit of reincarnation going on oh. with one of the children of uh, Jake and Natiri. Oh! Because someone oh. has layered up a few photos of uh, Kiri, I think her name is, yes. with a young Sigourney Weaver in Alien. And the similarities are quite striking. There's a few, you know, like oh. odd little bits, there's a few necklaces which are a bit similar and things like that, so... You never know. Maybe that maybe that's the way they're gonna go about it. A bit of reincarnation. Why not? I wish
1: I had enough time on my hands to be able to try and work something like that out.
0: I, I really do too. I'm just grabbing people for some other ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally like I wish I could come up with my own theories like that. People are so clever. Like they really they are. Like that's like to me, that's perfect. That makes so much sense. Like, why wouldn't there be a reincarnation?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I f- uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that does literally make perfect sense
0: On the other hand, I don't think Stephen Lang's going to get reincarnated no. um, He got shot by a lot of poison arrows, and they were very big arrows too, you know, they're, they aren't your, <laughs> they're they your are avatar your sized ones
1: They're your avatar sized arrows, yeah
0: um, Yeah And I believe someone, again, this is once again wild speculation, but someone said that one of the avatar soldiers has similar scar in Mark's to Stephen lang it was either scarring marks or a tattoo so right maybe it's possible that he had joined a program to get his own avatar body made becoming the very thing he swore to destroy imagine imagine i think you know that's kind of an interesting take always yeah. uh always like a bit of like oh i don't like where I, what you've done to me i'm i'm taking revenge
1: a bitter irony t- yeah, to it definitely
0: but it, it's, it's got me excited and curious to see how they're going to integrate you know, these characters that have passed away, plus all these new characters, yeah. plus the old favourites, and uh, see how it all goes from there.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: 100%. So I'm going to ask, I'm really curious to hear, how do you feel like we're looking in terms of coming up to the Way of Water? Are we Are we expecting the same sort of Excitement and crowds as we got for the first one, or is it still going to be a little bit subdued and then like a, a slow build
1: to a bear um, again? <laughs> so, I, uh, it's this is so interesting to me, and I am like really anticipating how it's going to work out because I think at the end of the day, what we have got to remember is that James Cameron has basically decided to dedicate his entire life to this film and this franchise.
0: Yeah, this is this is the rest of his life possibly. The, yeah.
1: This is like George R.R. R. Martin with Game of Thrones. Although James Cameron's actually working on Avatar and unlike George R.R. R. Martin. Anyway. Um and I feel like there's a lot riding on these films being successful. Like a lot. You know, I, I've I I've, so. I've heard there's a
0: lot that. Talk, there's a lot of talk about like is this the sort of return of a, a an old age of blockbuster in a way
1: yeah you know I've heard that um that I think all of the sequels all together because there's gonna be five isn't there, altogether? There's yes. the all together are work he's working on four films all at the same time essentially
0: <laughs> I, I don't know how he does it
1: which is crazy and insane and what the hell um in in within itself and all of that together they're reckoning over a billion dollars right in budget.
0: Yeah, so I think it's it's estimated about a quarter of a million per film.
1: Yeah. Which is insane. Um, really. Uh, but I really do think, and this is like a an educated guess at best, um, that it is going to do bits. I really, really think that it is going to pull in the audiences um i think it's gonna not necessarily revive 3d cinema but i feel like it will give people or finally give people an excuse to go back and try 3d again because i feel like there are there is no film i i don't often watch films in 3d because it's rubbish (laughs)
0: I can't even remember the last time I went to a 3D film in the it, cinema.
1: It, I just... I don't get it. I don't get the hype. Um, the the only film other than Avatar I remember seeing in 3D is Force, that movie about the guinea pigs. <laughs>
0: wow. Um,
1: and I, even then I was thinking why does this need to be in 3D? Uh, but, <laughs> anyway. I just feel like this is a thing where James Cameron is going to go you know you need to see this on the biggest screen possible with the best sound possible and you need to watch it with the glasses on you know what i mean like we are giving you a reason to watch this with 3d glasses on like it will look better it will feel better if you know if you are watching it this way whereas with every other 3d film there is really no draw or pull to yeah. have to pay that extra couple of pounds to watch something in three D.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you can even see that from the trailer. Like I, the fact that they put lots of strange three D showings out. And I hadn't seen a 3D showing at my local cinema actually listed in a couple years at least, I think.
1: Yeah, com- completely. Because you really don't see three D films that much anymore. Um and yeah, I just feel like Avatar is the perfect film for it for it to kind of have a a slight reintroduction on whether that means that we'll only see people wanting to watch 3D films every two years at Christmas. Who knows? But, but you know, we'll just have to wait and see come December. But I genuinely, and I was like I was saying before, I genuinely do believe that it can make as much money as the first Avatar film. I really, really do.
0: Do you do you think all four of the sequels will make over a billion?
1: So if we if we come back to this podcast in twenty thirty, right?
0: <laughs> I well, so what, eight years time. Okay, <laughs> if this podcast is running eight years time, I will. You know what? We'll <laughs> we'll, we'll schedule it for this. No, we'll, we'll have to schedule it for after the release of Avatar five.
1: Yeah, me and you yeah. will have a sit down, and we'll talk about everything that has happened. Um, from our three D podcast will
0: be in three D now as well. <laughs>
1: From our nuclear bunkers with our uh, can of beans. Um, no, so so yeah, come 2030, do I possibly think that the top five highest grossing films of all time could be all the avatars? Yeah, probably.
0: I feel like this is the deciding one. If this one hits it big, and I, I I'm, honestly, I think it will.
1: It will, yeah.
0: It, it's only a... It, it, it's turning itself into what Star Wars wants to be, which is that every two years people go, and it's the only thing you can see at the cinema for a, a solid three months. Three, yeah. Because it, has every, it owns every single screen.
1: Every and, screen. You know, I don't... shows a day. Just... I don't want
0: that to be how cinemas are. <laughs> I want there to be a variety of films.
1: Of course, yeah.
0: But for something like Avatar, if everyone wants to see it, <laughs> you need to put the screens on. It's
1: supply and demand, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, and... I... As much as I love, you know, my small indie films, if a film like Avatar's out and I have a chance to go to a screening which is either ram-packed four and I have to sit in the front row, or I could go to one a couple of hours later and I can actually get a good seat, I'm, I'm going for the good seat.
1: Yeah, yeah, literally. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, um, how many... I think the... The trailer, like you said, like 150 million views. You know, if if 100 million of those views were all different people and all of those people go and watch it, that's already a billion dollars there. Right there.
0: That's, that's crazy to think, isn't it? Yeah. And that's, you know, if they go by themselves.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. If they don't go by themselves, that's two.
0: Or, you know, I'm thinking...
1: Avatar. big groups it's kind of a family film almost yeah yes yeah, so that's four that's four billion dollars uh you know do i think it's gonna make no it's not gonna make four billion <laughs> dollars is it good is it gonna make two i think so yeah. i think it could probably do that you know for what, sure
0: after after uh after it's released let's, let's wait until we're gonna probably have to wait to like january february time to see if it actually gets to that number but if we get to around that time and it hits a two billion number, I'll get you back on and we'll we'll have a uh, reminisce well, about how we... Uh, how we called it. How we called it, exactly.
1: <laughs> That's right, Mr. Cameron. We called that you're going to be a very rich man for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah. We showed you, didn't we, James Cameron, <laughs> king of making a lot of money.
1: Well, put it this way. So, obviously with with the pandemic and in that context, you wouldn't really think that uh, people would flock to the cinema enough for a film just in general, any big blockbuster film, to have a big box office like that anymore really. But if Top Gun Mavericks opening weekend, which has just gone, is anything to go by, then I feel like, by Christmas, I mean... <laughs> It could be much different. I mean, Top Gun: Maverick made like two hundred and fifty or two hundred sixty million worldwide in its opening weekend.
0: I think it, I think it went up to like three hundred in the end, which is yeah, crazy. To which me is cause mad. like that. That again, that's maybe a sign that a different. It's it's a different breed of blockbuster. It's taking a a franchise we know, but we don't have enough association with that. We're angry if they do it wrong. <laughs> And gives it something new. What? No, I'm not lying here. Am I? Oh no, Cause...
1: no, no! I look. <laughs> yeah, I lo- I'll tell you now. Uh, you're, uh, yeah. you're not
0: going to see a Marvel film that does what Top Gun does anytime soon.
1: No, definitely not. No, you're right. You're completely right. Yeah, and I, 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 I really that's, hope that's, definitely... that's the
0: start of like a new brand of blockbuster. And I that... want to see this type go on and on.
1: And that's actually interesting that you make that point because. How I was saying before that there's a lot riding on this film. Maybe there isn't. Maybe there's actually just no kind of stakes in it at all. Like maybe that's a good thing because if people aren't expecting it to be the, you know, the best and the biggest film of all time again, you know, for a second time, then that's how it succeeds. And, you know, goes into well into that kind of God level status as a film.
0: Yeah. I think we're Avatar's such an interesting one because I feel like we are <laughs> it's it it's interesting because I think we're either gonna see it become so successful and people are gonna be flocking because they're gonna have that nostalgia for the first one. Yeah. But yeah. And they're so curious about this new one that they just need to see it because they don't know what to expect. That's and, it because they, what what and sold, they that feeling the first time round as well.
1: Exactly. What sold tickets for the first avatar? Curiosity. Absolutely. Completely hands down curiosity. And that is what's going to sell tickets for Avatar 2. And really if you think about it there should be more curiosity because you know it's the second one.
0: Yeah, we've we've established everything now. We know the layout of what, you know, we know the basics of Avatar now. Yeah. Where's he going to go from here? He did it with Aliens. He did it with Terminator 2. I'm not going to say he did it with Piranha 2. <laughs> but two out of three, he's shown that he knows how to make a sequel and he's always elevated that as well. Is he's, he's made it bigger in some way. And uh, James Cameron, I salute
1: you for that. Yeah, I feel like he's just gonna. Yeah, I can just see it working completely. Or on the other hand, it could be a complete box office bomb. Nobody will watch it. It'll be really terrible. Everyone will hate it, and uh, that'll be it. that'll be that. Are, the, are we talking uh, the...
0: like John Carter levels of bombing?
1: <laughs> the three sequels will be cancelled. Um... No, I don't. I honestly really don't think that 20th Century Studios would have given. Him the money to do this, if they weren't completely and utterly confident in his vision and where he's going with it.
0: Look, if you made me two billion dollars, you can do whatever. It True. doesn't matter. True. I will. Yeah. I will let you have a billion dollars to make your four yeah. <laughs> fancy films. Go yeah. for it. Just make me another two billion. If you if you make me two billion over those four, it's good enough.
1: I mean yeah literally it'll happen it will it it will well, I don't even know why we'd why we'd even talk about it hypothetically <laughs> failing because it just won't it just it and, really
0: just won't I know right we're we're speculating in a world that doesn't need that kind of speculation because it's it's a guarantee at this point he yeah. he is box office gold he he's probably uh the one person you can guarantee the box office for yeah a hundred percent. So I think that's a great point to say we're both very excited for Avatar The Way of Water. Yes. And I think that's a great point to maybe lead us off for the podcast. And I'd like to thank you so much for joining me, Alex. It has been incredible. And I've really enjoyed having you on because you have given me some really interesting things to think about in terms of uh, my nuclear bunker for eight years time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to try and design them together.
0: Yeah, maybe we can get, like, neighbouring ones or, like, yeah. a little tunnel
1: system working. Oh, we'll we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And hope that um, maybe maybe we could find a way to connect ours with James James Cameron's bunker.
0: Imagine. Oh, beautiful. That'd be so nice.
1: Because I swear, if we get to 2027, and it's, like, the year before Avatar 5, the last Avatar's coming out, it's at this big event, like... We've been waiting. There's been the Avatar 4 ended on a massive cliffhanger. You know, we're like, this is the most anticipated film of all time. And then nuclear war happens. I'll be very angry.
0: Will, I'll make a separate film, which will be me trying to find Avatar 5 in, a, in the remains <laughs> of whatever studio it's <laughs> hiding in. It'll be underwater somewhere. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, that's it. It's gonna. Oh, it's gonna be me exploring the water, trying to find James Cameron submarine, <laughs> yeah, where he just keeps the, it where he <laughs> keeps the raw files of Avatar Five.
1: It'll be at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, probably with James <laughs> Cameron.
0: Oh dear! Oh, I can't wait for my <laughs> gorilla documentary. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Alex. Yeah. Uh, where Thank can people you. find you?
1: uh you can find me on twitter if you search at presenter alex then there uh, you can pretty much find all of the stuff i get up to over on there
0: i mean if you if you uh throw throw a rock you'll probably hit a podcast that you've been on lately because you get around and it's in the best way possible because i love hearing you talk about every single topic (laughs) it's so much fun
1: uh why don't get you nowhere sean Oh. No, I'm joking.
0: Look, <laughs> okay, I'm flattering so every much, single honestly. guest that comes on here because uh, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a little uh, little question to ask you. Um, if by any chance you get an invite to the uh, Way of Water premiere in December,
1: um, can I be a plus one? Yes.
0: Sweet. Because I'm every asking everyone of the week.
1: every day of the week.
0: <laughs> I've asked every guest so far, and I will continue to ask every guest until I actually get invited to it. <laughs>
1: Do you know what we we will make sure we will get on Disney's back and make sure that you actually you specifically get an invite for this premiere? If I do, because I think you just deserve- you know I will
0: I will cry because I I not not in a way because I'm like oh my god this is so emotional I'll be like ah oh, this is it this actually worked this is yeah. all just a ploy for me to get into the premiere. <laughs> No, I actually do. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of this film. Yeah, so I love
1: Outland so much. There's no ulterior motive with this podcast. <laughs> Never. But
0: Disney, call me. Please call me. I love you, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse, please. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us today. And Thank you uh, so much for having me. <laughs> and thank you for everyone who's listened as well. And uh, we will catch you around again soon. Goodbye.
1: Bye.